Welcome back, everybody, to All Other Business. Uh, today we're going to talk about office politics, always a thorny subject. And, uh, you know, I actually did some homework on this today. I did about 30 seconds of research on this. <laughs> what, you Google it? <laughs> I Googled it. And I think, I think it's important to start off the definition of office politics because it's, it's very important to know this. Ready? Here we go. Office politics are the strategies that people play to gain advantage personally or for a cause they support. The term often has a negative connotation in that it refers to strategies people use to seek advantage at the expense of others or the greater good. See that? Yes, very good homework. Yeah, so is, but is that your experience? Is that people are always kind of maneuvering to uh, get ahead or... or it's just, I think, human nature that people do that. They become very competitive, and they and they always compare themselves to everyone else. You know, like, I'm doing all this work, and that person does nothing. And what is that going to do for you? But I have to say, we're going to go on record. The number one way of getting advancement is by sleeping with your boss. <laughs> is, is this based on personal experience, or why do you say that? Well, not me. Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> you put it up. <laughs> I usually worked for guys and a lesbian, so you would scratch me off the list. Yeah. Well, people advance just because of some type of favoritism or other, right? That yeah, but usually at the expense of someone else, right? That's the that's the sad part is they they're very manipulative, and very creative, how to make you look bad so they look good. Right, and it's sad because um, they're usually not the very good workers. They're just very good at manipulating. <laughs> well, there's a, I have a lot of examples of that. Um, I was managing this system, and this new system came on board. We uh, agreed to allow them to come on the same servers so that they didn't have to buy new hardware, and they completely blew us out of the water. Their application was a hog. We, the performance of my application started to suck. So we had a problem. So now I started the fire by shooting off an email to my user saying, these guys are screwing us over here, and CCing the project manager of the other project. In retrospect, not a very diplomatic way to handle the situation. So I guess well, you gave them the weapon, or you gave them the ammunition to fight you back. There you go, because the guy, the project manager, he was he was a veteran, he was savvy, and he wiped the floor with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. How do you know it's our application? Do you have any statistics to prove it? I heard that your application was having performance problems even before we came on the box. Blah, 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 blah. And now it wasn't about solving the problem. It was about defending his application and covering his ass. Right? And making you look bad. And making me look bad. So there's a situation where, okay, I started it, but now we now we're in conflict because we're each trying to protect our turf, you know. And by the way, you know that particular application became well known throughout the bank that I used to work for as a terribly written piece of shit. Yeah, of course. But, that doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference, and that's exactly my point. You know, he he knew how to play the game much better than I did. We had a similar situation where the bank that I was working for merged with another bank. So the other bank's people all came in, and they were all uh, 
I guess they took leadership or whatever. Our, our EVP decided to give them the leadership in, in running our group. So what happened was they all came in and said, now we have to interview for our jobs. I said, what? Oh, come on. Yeah, and none of them had experience that we had. This one woman was a complete loser, uh, but she was really very polished and political. I mean, she could have ran for president, this one. And uh, she got the job. She had no experience that I had. I, I was managing certain areas of the bank that they were not you know, they were not as versed in. And, of course, she got the job. I think, one, because she, she was friendly with the new boss. And, two, she was able to say this, this, and that, and put all these statistics together. I could do this. I could do that. And, you know, and then, then I was let go. because. And later on, I found out she was a complete disaster, like you said. It, it, but doesn't you don't get any consolation from that, right? No, they don't call you back and say, oh, we were wrong. You were yeah. right. No. Hey, we, we're sorry. You could come back. We're sorry. No, you never hear that. Something that I had to learn, not that I'm good at it, but I'm better at it than I used to be. you got to keep your mouth shut a lot of times. Yeah, I've always gotten in trouble with that. Yep. I had a situation where um, this company came in and they were trying to promote themselves. And they were saying such stupid things like, you know, uh, you guys aren't retaining business because you don't use our product. And I was like, what are you talking about? We're one of the fastest growing organizations in, in, in history. Are you telling me I'm not retaining business? But I didn't say that. I kind of said, like, well, I, you know, I don't see really a need for this right now. Well, the bad news was this was like the chairman's friend. <laughs> so I got a phone call, not from the chairman, but from the CEO saying, like, do, do you always piss off chairmen of the <laughs> companies? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. You know, do you have something against the chairman of the company? Oh, geez, not really. Nice guy. Why? <laughs> yeah, you know, you like become like Homer Simpson. You don't want to say something, but it always comes out. <laughs> like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You guys aren't any good. Don't. I remember a situation where there was a guy who was fairly high up in the organization. He was a big swinging you-know-what. And um, he called me, and he wanted me to do something. Now, I didn't report to him, uh, but he needed some information. I could get it for him. So he calls me up and he says, I need this and I need it by tomorrow. And I said, well, I really can't stop what I'm doing now because I'm working on several other projects for other people and I have some deadlines to meet. So then he says, would it help if I called your boss and asked him for the help? I said, I don't care if you call the Pope. I'm still not doing it. <laughs> oh, you, you idiot. <laughs> that probably didn't go over well. Well, of course, my boss got a phone call from the guy. But here's the thing. Nobody liked this guy, and my boss backed me up. Really? That's my unusual. Boss backed me up. That is unusual. So every once in a while, you, you catch a break. You know, you come out your mouth with something completely stupid, which, by the way, I was proud of at the time. But that could have gone really bad. I can't believe you said that. I hope you could call the Pope. Yeah. Uh, what did he say when you said that? Oh, you're a comedian, huh? Oh, okay. We know what to do with you now. You could do stand-up for the rest of your time here. <laughs> all right, company picnic, you do all the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had one guy. He, he was trying to get something done. And the uh, person that handles it wouldn't do it. So he called the CEO 
and then the CEO was giving him a hard time about something. He called the CEO asshole. So, so all, all I mean, literally, all he heard was click. Right. So now the guy, he was like, he was pooping himself. You know, like what the hell did I just do? Right. And this guy can fire me. What was I thinking? You know. So now he would keep calling back the CEO, and he wouldn't answer his phone calls for days. And then he reprimanded him. He said, you know, I am the CEO of this company. Don't you ever call me an asshole, you know? So, but he got his point across, but it was really like, screw this guy. Let him sweat for a couple of days. Number one rule of office politics is never insult or think you're better than the person that you're on the phone with. That's important, you know? Right. And even though you're right, just assume you're wrong because we're never going to be right. Have you ever, ever been right or been told that you were right? Think about it. The silence is that I'm thinking about it and I can't really come up with an example. <laughs> I, I had a situation where I was in between jobs uh, and I wrote a letter to this EVP at another company and I laid out everything I was going to do or intended to do if they hired me. So. I got that job, and as it would turn out, I eventually worked for this big EVP. So I find the letter in my desk like five years later. Right? I did everything on the list. So I go over to the EVP and I said, hey, so-and-so, you know, I just want to show you this letter. Look what I just want you to know what we've accomplished in the last. He takes the letter and he throws it in the garbage bag. <laughs> I guess you weren't too impressed, were you? I swear to God, just takes a boom right in the garbage pail. What do you say then? That was like, so I, you know, you learn to be humble. The worst situation I was ever in in my entire career was I was given this project, and I had a team of people, and the project manager brought in consultants. The worst. My team and the consultants were at loggerheads the whole time. My team accused the consultants of being arrogant. They accused my team of being stupid. They fought. They couldn't agree on anything. And I'm sitting there listening to the conference calls thinking, I wonder what's on TV tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Mets on tonight? Because I'm thinking, why in... God's name, do I have to deal with this? And that's one of the biggest things with diplomacy and politics is that you really have to try and get people to come together and work together, and that can be very, very difficult. Yeah, it's it's hard to get in between sometimes, especially as a manager when you have to uh, correct the situation where the person who is not being very nice or so forth, and, and yet they're very nice to you and they work very hard for you. So what do you do? You know, like excuse me, sit down. Uh, 80% of the organization hates you. Can we do something about that? Can you change your ways, maybe, you know? Might I suggest electroshock therapy? Yeah. <laughs> because nothing I'm saying to you seems to be sinking in. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I like what people call just the opposite and say how great my people are, you know? Oh, this person... So, of course, I do something stupid, like smart-ass type stuff. Like, I, I've actually sent emails... 
after someone would say, oh, that person was great. She helped me so much. And I'll send back an email. Funny, we just fired her a half an hour ago. Oh, my goodness. You're kind of late with your email. You should have told me that like 45 minutes ago. Well, listen, yeah. it's part of good management, but it's also part of good politics. If somebody on your team or even not on your team helped you out, I always made a point of complimenting that person and ceasing their manager. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because A, they deserved it, job well done, but two, you want to make sure that, you know, the next time you need something, they're going to be there for you. Right. Well, we always had that code. If, if someone helped you, you always helped them. Yep. But people don't believe that anymore. Again, we talk about entitlement. People think they're entitled to, you owe them, and they owe you nothing. And it's not good politics, to be honest with you. And here's the thing that really pisses me off. Some people are the worst, they're terrible, and they never. there's never any consequences, right? <laughs> never. There was never. somebody who I used to work with. Um, she came on board, and she came in like, like all guns blazing. Uh, she was pissing everybody off. She was accusing people of things. She was going over her boss's head to his boss. And there was absolutely no repercussions for her behavior. Now, how does that work? But it's, so, it's, eventually it comes back. I wish there was an app that would tell you when that person eventually got theirs, you know? <laughs> There's an app. <laughs> you know? Ding, 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 so-and-so got hit by a bus. Yay, finally! <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, in that app, what defines he got his, you know? <laughs> what extreme do you want to go here? Well, you can set like a threshold level. If she walks out without an umbrella and gets rained on, I don't want to know about that. No. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if a dog pisses on a leg, I don't really care about that. Um, she gained 400 pounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ding. You know. <laughs> she lost an eyeball. Yes. <laughs> You and I, we should take this offline. I see a terrific money-making opportunity here. I can't really complain because I've made every single mistake in the book. Uh, one of the things I did that I regret to this day is I went over my boss's head to his boss. You know, oh, my that. God. That's, that's rule number two after profanity. I may have used some profanity in that discussion, so I broke both rules. But I, I, I couldn't really work for this guy anymore. He was kind of a micromanager. Instead of going to him, which is the right thing to do, the A game, go to the guy, say, maybe we can work a little bit differently, here's my concerns. I go directly to his manager and I said, I want out. I want to be, I want to be moved to another department. I can't stand this guy anymore. And I walked away and guess who came to my desk? <laughs> I understand. You don't want to be here no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, he, I eventually got moved, but... Every time I saw that guy walking down the hallway, from that point on, I had the agita. I eventually apologized to him because it was the wrong thing to do. You can't apologize for that. Yes, you can. He knows no. he can't trust you. I said to him, look, I'm sorry the way I handled it. I should have came to you first. I shouldn't have gone to so-and-so. I think right. you and I are very similar. We're never good at office politics. <laughs> no. I think one of the reasons that I'm not good at it is because I have no ambition whatsoever. <laughs> You know, basically, I try and do the job I get paid to do, and then that's it. I don't want 
I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what the other person's doing. The only time I care about somebody else is if they're getting in my way and they're preventing me from doing what I'm doing. And I think we should do a show on bureaucracy and red tape because that's a good topic. That just I think we should do a show just about you. <laughs> a lot of things are coming out about you that I think people will be very interested in. You know, like this lack of ambition. Well, I, I think it's mostly in the workplace. Like if I if I really cared about moving up the ladder, I might be a little bit more of a political animal is what I'm trying to say. I think we have to do a show just on your profile. <laughs> what what people shouldn't be like or should be like. How to succeed or not succeed. I'm st that's really hurtful. That is Boy, really hurtful. I, I will say this. It's very difficult for me to operate in that world where everybody else is worried about politics and I don't really care that much about it. I mean, first of all, nobody wants to be held accountable for anything anymore, right? No. Everybody wants to cover their ass. Nobody has a problem putting the blame off on somebody else, even if they do it in a very subtle way. They spend a lot of time crafting the message and making yeah. sure they have all the facts in the right place. And wouldn't it be great if you could just walk into the conference room, no paper, nothing. You walk in, you don't even sit down, you say, sir, we're in the shitter, and then walk out. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just picture the guy chomping on a cigar saying, rawr, rawr, promote that guy. I like that kid. Promote him. Well, not if it's us. No, not if it's us. It, it always goes the opposite way. Who is that comedian? <laughs> Who is that faffa head? <laughs> Escort him out of the building. I don't like him. <laughs> when I see him, I feel queasy inside. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know who he is? He's the guy with nothing on his desk because he has no ambition. <laughs> well, another topic in the archives. We're on Twitter now, by the way. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means, but uh, me either. I think uh, for Twitter to work, you have to have followers, and we don't have any. So <laughs> we should we should get right on that. You know, <laughs> there's a status report. So how you doing? Well, we have no followers, but uh, I reached the next level in Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> Still playing that game, huh? No, I even got I even got no ambition there. You know, <laughs> gave up. <laughs> too frustrating. All right, everybody. Take it easy, and we'll uh, see you next time.